Bagseed Chronicles is a podcast about cannabis and the people who enjoy it. I hope to provide commentary about cannabis cultivation, cannabis enjoyment, cannabis as an herbal remedy, and hopefully continued cannabis liberation. Now join me, Uncle Dig, and let's overgrow the world. Motherfucking 20, everybody. It is episode 7 of the Backseed Chronicles, and I am Uncle Dig, your gracious host. I know everyone's excited it's spring, so I'm going to come at you with a brief garden update, and then we're going to move on to today's titular interview where we're going to discuss a few cannabis subjects with Miss Corvidia, a good friend of mine. So tune in for that. And I just want to let everyone know that this 420 and every 420 should be a time where we all sit down and just righteously overindulge on cannabis if we can, right? If your normal intake is seven joints, today you should smoke 14. Do more bong rips, eat more edibles, and generally just get silly with it. Have fun. And if you don't live in a legal state, um, maybe you should work to change that. Anyway, happy 420 from the bottom of my heart to yours. I hope you're able to have as much fun with cannabis as your tolerance will allow this 420. Happy spring and happy Cannabis Day, everyone. Uncle Dick's garden update. Hey guys, it's April 19th, 2021, and I'm still all indoors for cannabis. I've just almost, almost finished germinating seeds for the outdoor photo period season. I've got one more that may crack, but I think I'm probably going to have to throw it out. The rest are either already germinated or uh, just getting ready to break the surface. After this, I won't be germinating any more photo period seeds. The only seeds I'll be germinating are autoflower seeds, which I'll talk a little bit about later. A lot of my seedlings are at different stages, but I have one black domina that is already in a one-gallon pot. I will start hardening her off outdoors May 1st. I will also try to germinate some autos for outdoors around May 1st. Moving on to the vegetable garden... I already have my tallest peas at three to five inches tall. I look forward to them producing in the next 30 to 40 days at the earliest. My volunteer cilantro is coming along well and is starting to just give off a hint of a smell. Now the cilantro I planted in the front shady bed is not coming up yet. Now my intention was not to plant sunflowers this year because... Um, I had some a pest in my garden last year, a sunflower. There's some sort of fly that infects sunflowers that I can't remember off the top of my head. But my lovely young bride uh, requested that I grow them again this year. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and grow them, and hopefully it won't be too much of an issue. Anyway, that's it for the garden update. 
Let's overgrow the world. The following is an interview with one of my dear friends, Corvidia, about some of her experiences with cannabis. Um, I hope everyone enjoys it. The sound quality isn't really up to par. I uh, forgot to be a little quieter with my booming voice into the mic. Um, a little behind the scenes stuff. I usually have my mic uh, sensitivity turned very, very down so that I don't, uh, well, fuzz it out. And y'all, you'll hear that in the interview. But I think other, it's such a compelling interview that I hope that uh, y'all just enjoy it anyway. So anyway, uh, without further ado, here is me and Corvidia. Hi, Corvidia. Welcome to Bagseed Chronicles. Ladies and gentlemen, Corvidia is a cannabis consumer in on the Washington State uh, people's market, as it were. She could probably qualify as a medical patient, but she does not currently. She has an interesting uh, inroad to cannabis, but we will talk about that here in a moment. How are you doing today, Corvidia? I'm doing very well, thank you. How about yourself? I am doing excellent. How's the weather up there in Washington? It's actually phenomenal today. It is about 65 outside right now and bright and sunny. Oh, awesome. Awesome. It is a a gorgeous day out here. It's a little bit cooler than that. It's probably about 54 degrees, but we'll be into the mid seventies by the end of the day. Google guys always have great weather. Yeah, we're starting to, I just, I just really hope against hope that we'll get some late spring rain to kind of tamp down. It's been very dry. Oh, well, I'll keep my fingers crossed for you that you guys get some rain sometime soon. Oh, yeah. So what we wanted to talk about today was uh, when did you start consuming cannabis and why? Uh, I actually started consuming after I got injured at my last job um, because I really didn't want to mess with opioid painkillers. And I decided, you know, a lot of people use cannabis for pain management. So I wanted to take a look at that. Yeah, yeah. And how old were you when you started consuming? I was, my memory's a little fuzzy on it, so I apologize, but I was somewhere around 30. I was pretty old. Yeah, I didn't start consuming uh, regularly until I was uh, late into my 20s, and I was not a daily smoker until into my 30s. So back in the day, you know, we've known each other for a number of years. Um, Back in the day, you used to uh, be pretty assertive that you were allergic to cannabis. Um, What changed? Like, why did you decide to try it again? And what do you think that might have been? That was actually a really interesting thing for me as well, because my first exposure to cannabis was probably sometime around 2004, 2005. And I was in Montana at the time. And at that point, I just didn't really see any personal draw to it. So I didn't have anything against cannabis, but I didn't have any personal interest in smoking it either. And I was hanging out with some friends and they, you know, offered, do you want to smoke? And I said, no, thank you, but I don't mind. And then my throat started feeling like it was closing up. And I'm, I'm guessing maybe moldy weed I've since learned, you know, at that point, I didn't really know anything about cannabis. So thinking that maybe it was moldy never even crossed my mind, but I just had this severe reaction to it even secondhand and it kind of scared me off of it for a while until I got hurt. And then I had a reason to kind of look at it as, you know, 
now there's some pain management benefits for me. So maybe I can actually, you know, eat it or something other than maybe smoke it. So I just kind of looked around and kind of tested various methods of injection and figured out what was going on. And, you know, I also wonder, uh, in addition to mold, if maybe they might have used a, uh, a pesticide that you uh, weren't particularly, uh, your body wasn't particularly comfortable with. I know there's a lot of things that, that people don't think about that some growers treat weed with that can cause reaction that people would uh, blame the weed for when really it's what, what the guy growing it sprayed all over it. Yeah, and that's entirely possible, but it, it, you know, it never even crossed my mind, especially when I was new to the whole cannabis scene and not even really in the cannabis scene at that point. It, I just immediately was, oh, well, it's the weed. So, but it's apparently not cannabis itself because I've smoked since and I've never come across that reaction since. So, good uh, product of regulation, even if the, the entire market isn't regulated, sometimes best practices from the regulated market actually trickle down into the non-regulated market just due to simple business things like, oh, I get higher yield if I don't spray a bunch of you know, heavy metals all over the plants, I'll stop doing that. <laughs> yep. And if consumers have a product that they can compare that hasn't been treated with all these things and they prefer it, now there's a push for other growers to also grow cleaner. So... so Speaking of, of, of growing cannabis, I, you know, people know that I'm a grower, um, but what do you think about Washington's really restrictive home grow laws? I'm personally not a huge fan of it. I think it's kind of silly that, uh, so the way Washington has it set up is we have a medical cannabis market and we have a recreational cannabis market. And if you are a medical cannabis patient, you can grow, I believe it's up to 15 plants based on doctor's recommendations. But if it's recreational, you get to grow absolutely nothing. And there's, there's no in-between in between ground, excuse me. So it's really kind of frustrating that, you know, they'll, they'll let you buy it here and smoke it recreationally, but you can't even grow one plant for yourself if you don't have a medical card. Yeah, and the medical card is pretty expensive as I understand, isn't it? I think it's around a hundred bucks or so at least. So, And that can be restrictive for a lot of patients, especially yeah. patients that are trying to grow it themselves to save money. Exactly. Anybody who's low income, that's a lot of money up front just to get the okay to grow. If you could grow cannabis legally, would you? I think so. I think it's a really interesting plant to grow in general. I've helped a couple people with a couple crops and it's, it's just fascinating to me the different the differences that you can see between different strains and indica versus sativa versus even individual plants in the same strain just have such different characteristics and it's really interesting to me. So yeah, it, we love to grow. I think, I think, I think you, you would enjoy it as well. And I think uh, the way your mind works, you would make a very talented indoor grower as well. well. Thank you. What's the, what's your favorite strain of cannabis these days? That's a tough one because I generally like to have a variety on hand because each, you know, each strain has such different effects. And, but if I had to pick a couple favorites, I'd say ATF is always a good one. And strawberry haze is a personal favorite of mine. I am aware of your love of strawberry haze. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, with the ATF, what, is that, what does ATF stand for? 
That is Alaskan Thunderfuck. Yes. Okay, cool. All right. So that just so everyone knows what that stands for. I know that like sometimes I can even get confused. Like you'll see PUD at place and you're like, what is PUD? And then you're like, oh yeah, pineapple upside down cake. Automatic and so transmission fluid. What? Yeah, exactly. You can get a little bit confused. Yeah. So it was great uh, talking to you today. I wanted to ask you one more question. Could you tell me a little bit about the Corvid's company you collaborate when consuming cannabis? Uh, yes. So I have a fam- well, a couple families actually. There's a family of scrub jays that live outside and also a large family of crows that I have slowly befriended over the years by offering them food. And it's gotten to the point now where the jays show up and they just sit on the railing and I can stick my hand out and they'll jump over and eat just eat peanuts from my hand and the crows aren't quite so brave yet but the actually i had one that sounded like it said hello i'm not gonna say it talked but it sure sounded like it said hello so i think you sent me that video and it does sound like it says hello well thank you so much for coming on to the podcast core video i know we all have uh favorite birds in our yards i know i have a little uh California uh, blue mountain jay that uh, that hangs out in my yard and he fledged here and he's pretty brazen and will come pretty close but I'm a little bit more uh, uh, physical of a person so birds usually don't want to come close to me unless they're yeah. super used to me thank you so much for coming on Bagseed Chronicles today happy 420 well, thank you for having me and happy 420 to you as well Thank you for listening to Bagseed Chronicles. You can contact me on Instagram at Uncle Dig or at my email, UncleDig4 at gmail.com. The producer of the music found on this podcast is Chad DeVillier. He can be found on YouTube at Ukuleles Are Stupid and on Instagram at Chadwick Enterprises.